Welcome back to Radio Melee, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. This week, we've got Junebug. Oh my hey. god, and Junebug, look at your... I, we, I've commentated with you before, and you did not look that beautiful last time, did you? Oh, did you I, get a new camera? I did, this is a DSLR, so yes. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Yep. Wow. And of course, we've got PP as always. I'm learning this is the first time that PP and Junebug have ever spoken, really. Mm -hmm. yeah, which is crazy. crazy to me. We talked a little bit pre-show. Was great. We acknowledge. Mm -hmm. We acknowledged our brains are wrinkling, and we love that for each other. It, it's super funny to like know of somebody for you know decades mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. for, like many many years, and then just mm -hmm. never, that, that happens so often in the Smash community. Like people. Are oh like, yeah. Oh, we're Twitter mutuals, but right. I haven't spoken to you in person ever. It's crazy. Right. I mean, I think there's so many people that know of each other that are influential in the space. And, um, but everyone's got their own kind of bubble, right? You got your own people you roll with. And sometimes it just takes, it just takes a podcast run by an esports organization that really brings everyone together, man. Love that for all of us. That's exactly so what we're all about here at the Golden Guardians, where we love to have fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there. That's right. It was funny. Uh, Junebug, your co-com here this weekend was also, uh, Star Fox Freshman, AKA Jorge, mm -hmm. AKA Eric. His name isn't George. It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, who, you know, I don't know how many people know this, but he wrote basically all of the scripts for, for example, the Octagon 2, just does a lot of the, uh, writes, writes a lot of the content here at Golden Guardians. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny that worlds are colliding so much recently. Yeah, Eric, an MDVA native, noted mm -hmm. for a very long time, and uh, he had accumulated a lot of uh, shadow clout, so to speak. Like he, did wow. of, he did a lot of things behind the scenes. He was mm. TOing, he was writing, you know, doing stuff with Gigi. And then finally at a, at a Smash World Tour this weekend, people were able to see, like, oh, this guy, he's, he's pretty funny. He's, he can do stuff. So that, mm -hmm. that was cool to see. He is a jokester. He's... <laughs> He's he's a lot, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope I hope he watches this. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope he does too. And for all of you out there watching, if you've got a question for Junebug, whether it's about PM coaching, uh, the Chic Revolution, um, what what's going on in the Virginia scene, the Maryland scene, all those guys over there, what's going on? Any kind of type of question you want to ask, my chat, toast chat, exclamation radio melee, we'll get you in. We'll get your question. Uh, hop into the Discord server and go to submit topics here. You'll see what everyone's doing. Bing, bang, boom. Easy enough. Mm -hmm. But um, in the meantime, while we're waiting for people to filter on in, um, I wanted to kind of dive into one of those topics here, uh, Junebug. I know that you wear more hats than that. You also are. You also do content creation. So of course we can talk about all sorts of things here, but. Maybe the most topical thing, given that um, as the time of this filming, uh, Smash World Tour was last weekend. And I think one of the most interesting things that we saw was uh, so many Sheik players, so many Sheik yes. players. I think there were, I think someone, I don't know if this is true, but I saw someone on Reddit say there were um, so many Peaches and Sheiks. I think those are the two most common characters in all of the pools, which is really surprising. I don't think a phenomenon like that has happened at, a major ever <laughs> so this is big this is big news and um you're someone that you know is part of of the chic uh response um and i was kind of curious what you what you make of that how did that happen um what do you think is leading to this and where do you think it's going to go yeah um, um good question i was very excited to see all the sheiks obviously as as pp mentioned I, I am a chic player uh 
it was at the I think at the beginning of pools, um, a lot of the sheiks were getting bodied. And that was not as fun yeah. to watch. I was making a comment that the peaches were doing amazing in pools. You know, yeah, they were. And, and, and uh, you know, Polish all all dominating their pools. And the sheiks, you know, spark far. Oh. Uh, not not as hot in, in those pools. But we saw some really good sheiks in the, the LCQs. You know, shout outs to Crudo and yeah. J-Mook and <clears throat> J-Flex. It sucks because they ended up knocking each other out. Right. And mm. in like the earlier parts of the championship brackets, whereas the Peaches only played at the later mm-hmm. parts. So we, we could have had maybe some more Sheiks in the final stages of the bracket if they weren't knocking each other out. Uh, right. And it was I, ultimately Faceroll, right? Who made it actually the top eight. I think Faceroll was even commenting. I think this was his first IRL like super major top eight kind of thing. Yeah. That's so. super exciting. Um, yeah. I love me some face roll play. And he played super well versus Magi, I think. I commentated that set with mm. Eric. And uh, face roll was actually going for reads in like... So so normally, everybody knows face roll is like really good at reaction tech chasing, right? Or, or can be. Um, and versus Magi, he kept going for like a read on tech in place on like the third or fourth like tech, tech chase attempt. And we're, we're like... Faceroll can just do these. I wonder why he keeps going for the read like early. And uh, but it, it was funny because he he still ended up doing really really well despite like not good not going for like the reaction tech chase zero deaths. Mm-hmm. Which was that the, the set strength. to get into top eight? I believe it was actually. Yeah, I think Magi got ninth. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I mean, Faceroll might have been the only one in, but there were a lot of sheiks. Do you think? Yes. That this event, um, like, why do you think there were just so many? I mean, do you think that there's been a lot of technology developed for Sheiks over time and they've just all started to really use it? Do you think the Sheik players have been there, but we're just now noticing them? Like, what do you think? What do you think I have is a theory. really here? Okay. I actually yeah. have a theory, but I'll let June go first. Um, I, I played and watched a, a lot of Sheiks. Uh, I played JMook for a bit and I played Far for a bit. Uh, I don't think I got a chance to play with Sparker Face Roll, but I, I was just watching a lot of Sheik stuff, and I noticed like the the new age of Sheik. I mean, we've all been knowing this is happening. The reaction tech chase like consistency rate is just mm. going up and up and up. Like, okay. People are getting way more damage off down throw. Um, I do think people are getting a little more creative with Sheik combos, which I think is really cool. What uh, what's Sheik, an example of that? Uh, I think using weak aerials like uh, weak nair back air, weak back air. Um, using up tilt as like uh sort of a combo extender and a launcher it's okay. like oh instead of a combo that would end with fair i can go in and an up tilt um yeah uh jmook J- was doing some really creative yeah. stuff versus me i i was like what what is this i just hadn't seen the chic move and combo like him i think they're speeding up too that that's a just just moving faster uh, okay. I th- I think the the slower sort of methodical chic style that maybe like Swedish delight and, and to a lesser extent even be um, sort of demonstrated that's kind of falling off like mm. face roll spark J move these are all very very quick chics. Do you think and, that has to do with Plup's influence? Because Plup typically plays a lot faster. I uh, oh I completely do Plup in yeah, my brain I mean, is not even like he's a chic. It's just Plup. Plup. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like. The things he does, no other Sheik does, and it's so inspirational to see him like play that character so fast. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it is just a, a 
plup influence trickling down and okay. every cheek's like i gotta i gotta step it up cool well, yeah i my theory is that uh i have a theory that okay so like you know how <clears throat> i always i always remark on how like chic kind of needs like if you're gonna go if you're gonna contend with modern spaces like especially fox you kind of need to be able to reaction tech chase i think um versus like i think you can succeed up until the top level with say captain falcon uh by 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 getting reads just because falcon hits harder if he stomps at 50 and gets the stomp they're dead if Sheik up smashes at 50 and gets the up smash like you're not really dead off that yeah it's like regrab now you have to do it again so um i kind of think that it's actually pretty hard to like i think Sheik spaces is actually just really really hard unless you're able to do those you know, reaction tech chases and stuff. And I know that for the longest time, you actually couldn't really practice them. Like, you can practice them now with, with 20XX and Uncle Punch. But I remember back in the day, all the chic discourse around the reaction tech chase was like, oh, it's really, really, really hard. And you can't really practice that efficient unless you get a buddy. Uh, and everyone was just really inconsistent at it. And I think it's the kind of thing that people just needed time to get better at. Um, yeah. And then Plup is a whole different beast, for sure. Uh, I think he actually plays neutral pretty differently than a lot of the other Sheiks. Um, Where he does, like, against Wizzy, he does this, like, run-up tilt thing that, uh, like, he'll actually just run into your space and do, like, a forward tilt or an up tilt, and it, like, catches Wizzy. And, like, in my conceptualization of the matchup, I don't feel like it should be a very good option. Because I feel like Falcon just has a better dash dance, but it works when he goes for it. It's yeah. really impressive. Like the he like that, <laughs> it, the fact that Plump makes Sheik look like a rushdown character, which he's not. It's like <laughs> kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, that stuff I don't even really see. I usually see if Sheiks are going to be like approaching. I usually see either dash deck or I see boost grab. Um, but he like comes in and like. He finds this way to take this kind of slow character and like put hitboxes in their space, which I'm just like kind of blown away by because I would say Sheik's dash dance is okay. It's not like the best. It's mm. not the be- it's not the best run. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not great. Like, uh, but yeah, plup plup. Oh, I could talk about plup all day. <laughs> I just yeah, enjoy so enjoy what he does so much. Shout out to plup. Um, yeah, very impressive yeah. player. But yeah, the the reaction tech chase thing you said makes sense like people can just i i think reactive tech chasing in terms of like on on uh the tools we have these days um it could be very sort of like all right methodic i'm gonna practice this for like an hour i'm just gonna set up this uncle punch uh mm-hmm. like whatever the event and uh just just reaction tech chase and uh yeah that could definitely contribute for sure. And so, I mean, it sounds like there's actually a ton of factors. Uh, Plup's influence, Uncle Punch, uh, Sheik's just working on their skills overall over time. So there's a lot of factors to it, a lot of which I hadn't considered. So definitely a definitely a good start. And it makes sense. I think we're going to see maybe even a lot more characters. I mean, not just Peach, but other characters kind of use that influence and move forward, too. So that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad for Sheik. I, you know, I think it's been a while coming for her. And uh I'm sure if we have any other questions, if you guys out there want to ask more about Sheik, you know, I'm sure Junebug has plenty to say. A uh, very informed uh, gamer. But before we do that, right before we get into everything you guys want to ask us, we do have the community voice. 
and we are going to be looking at some answers to the community voice from last week. And uh, you already know that I've forgotten what it is. So, Toph, why don't you tell us what the community voice was? Uh, I believe we had. So, who did we have on? We had, uh, or wasn't Amsa? It was Sora. Amsa right. was sitting behind me, however. <laughs> uh, and Sora asked a question that, look, I'm sure that if we actually look at the comments that come up on the screen, we're gonna we're gonna recall. Here we go. Oh, well, you wanted in commentary. That's yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I can't stand play by play comp, dude. People. Right. <laughs> Always, this was actually a really interesting discussion I had with Coney actually at um, uh -huh. at Smash World Tour. We were talking about how, like, yeah, melee. Okay, so he was basically saying like most ultimate people, like ultimate commentators, just do play by play, and that's the over. That's like the the the, the really prevalent thing. Whereas in melee, like, if anything, we kind of lean in the other direction. As this as this commenter Paul Berger. Burger is telling us. I can't stand play-by-play -play commentary in Melee. It ends up being nice backer, but maybe with more detail. I love commentary that focuses on storylines and macro gameplay ideas. It seems like when everyone tries to play-by-play, -play, it gets overwhelming because Melee is just too fast. Plus, I think the majority of viewers are actually watching the gameplay and don't need to be told which move they just saw on screen. Summit commentary is fantastic because it's so entertaining. When none of the people on the couch are concerned about being esports, it feels like you're just watching Melee with the homies, talking about what you're seeing on screen, making jokes, and having fun. My ultimate commentary couch would be Lovage, Phil, Sora, and Hugo for some sweet Slim Jim sounds. You know, it's funny because I think that, like, um, <clears throat> I think that, like, people don't, you know, okay, look, like, for all of the non-play-by-play -play commentary that we do and all the analysis we provide, I mean, I would still say every commentator does quite a bit of play-by-play. -play. Like, you, you, you have to. Give you, like, you have to. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mango Zane game 10 big house nine and we're basically like oh my god he's at 100 oh my god he gets hit off stage with you know what i mean like you're you're not gonna be sitting there on like a really intense moment and being like wow mango could really close this out with a neutral error but at this point you know this is what he's looking for you know like you like we're gonna kind of commentate as the situation calls for it but i do get what this person's saying yeah. okay um actually my screen went a little bit fuzzy yeah I'm uh, fuzzy between too. the between the, what does that say? My screen is so fuzzy. And micro and macro is the mezzo, meaning middle. We had a discussion uh -huh. about what do, we, what do we do with that last time. Okay, you that. go ahead and read this one. Sure. So for the community voice, they're saying, the types of commentary that I'd appreciate the most provide insight into the likely reasons people make the decisions that they make with the risks that they were trying to avoid and the values they were trying to pursue. Toph has mm -hmm. done this in some of his videos, and it's incredibly appreciated for understanding what the array of options people are trying to cover is and why it was or wasn't right for the situation. Having that kind of thoughtful analysis paired with hype commentary that's able to really set the strong emotional tones and build vicarious experience of being in the match sync really well to provide a strong commentary basis, which is engaging in a way that helps improve its audience. This mm. enables them to make more informed decisions in their own play, building a stronger community. And Amazing. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like instead of wanting just one type they want to they want to balance type and i think that is usually what um organizers make right is they usually do have they usually do have someone that that i mean not always but i think that's sort of a, a rough framework someone is someone wants to be a little more hype or color and someone wants to be a little more play by play i think you know you can get something for everyone uh that way and make that a little bit easier although i guess you know uh, especially when I commentate that usually sometimes some people can talk a little more than other people and that can still cause some problems. 
Yeah, I, I think both of these comments are really like focused on the analysis aspect of Melee. And, and it's funny because like I think there's way more play by play, I guess theoretically is way more possible in Melee than it is Ultimate because there's constantly more like detail to the interactions. And so it's so it's I just think it's super interesting that like commentary developed this way where we're sort of focus more on analysis and and hype and uh maybe maybe a bit of bits if uh you're certain commentators dude uh, i'm i'm looking Uh, at this william zen comment and this is it's hard to know what to do with this because they're like yeah i i want to be able to take away things and learn stuff but you know what i also want commentary to be derailed by tangents and i'm just like what do you do what do you if you're a commentator and you read that i don't know what you do there i guess you're just like yeah i guess they just like all the commentary in melee and then maybe they're not too upset i I don't know it's i think he's saying i it's it sounds like william is saying that that's not everything right that's still i mean you'll notice that that still doesn't include play-by-play specifically (laughs) like i said melee melee listeners don't like play-by-play commentary but i guess he's saying he doesn't mind if uh if you're funny yeah, people love funny. That's true. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, yeah. in general. Like the primary uh, function, I guess, of commentary in most people's eyes is entertainment. And yeah, you're, you're either a stand-up comedian or you're giving people deep insight where they can go and they can go grind and then get quit out on the first But you're stop. not saying nice back air. That's what you're yeah, not doing. Whatever you do, do not say nice back here. But if you want to take that, if you want to take some nice stuff to your unranked session so you can quit out against your opponents faster, you could do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, just whatever you do, don't talk about the back airs. But it seems like, I guess people overall are pretty happy with the commentary. But I guess if there was someone in these comments that was like, yeah, I don't like what a commentator is doing, we probably would not include that as an answer but it makes it hard to understand because people are like i want it's like everyone's just kind of happy with commentary but i i know from doing my own commentary that everyone is not always happy with commentary so it is Mm -hmm. it is uh it is confusing to say the least but i also kind of liked how often sora's name came up in what people liked and that was i mean really interesting right i think a lot of people really loved his personality uh, from from summit and that was cool um so i think maybe maybe there is just something about you know the the emotion the energy that someone brings that people want to identify with a lot yeah yeah i, I think the the different specs of like commentary skills whether it be like play-by-play or humor or analysis like each person is gonna respond differently to those specs and uh even like something like personality or charisma um and certain people like like somebody to be really funny and just tell stories on commentary and, yeah. and certain people are gonna hate that they're like why did that dude not talk about the match he just talked about the time he went to the pool with mango like mm-hmm. and, and that's fine you're not gonna impress you're not gonna be able to uh appeal to everybody right I think the most important that's that's thing, a fact yeah that's uh, a the, fact most important thing at least the my <laughs> rel- relatively newish uh, commentary career is just trying to be yourself and be the best like version of that. Yeah. Be the best version of you. Yeah. Amazing. An, an important lesson, but a challenging lesson nonetheless. 
but hopefully that gives some insight out there for the for any commentators or um, any any spectators that are like, well, how do the commentators not know how to take feedback? It's confusing. Uh, but that being <laughs> yeah. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, also eye, eye contact. Shout, shout out to Tove on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> eye contact. Eye contact. Very important. Very important. Um, well, we got some callers that are gonna, you know, you could be one. You could be one of our callers. If you're sitting in Twitch chat and you're wondering how do I call in, again, very easy. You just type in exclamation mark radio melee and you can join us on stream. Talk to us live on the airwaves. Uh, but I think it's about time to get our first caller on. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to Punk. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Hey. Remind us where you're calling in from. Still calling in from New England. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, What's up? I am... The moment I saw that Junebug was on, I was so excited to ask about this. Um, cool. Cool. I, uh, maybe it was like a month ago, uh, we had Logan on. And mm, yep. one of the things that he very briefly mentioned about getting into Melee was the Project M to Melee pipeline that he had experienced. And um, I found that fascinating, and it really resonated with me. Because uh, personally, the like first time that like I almost got really into Smash, I was quite young. It was like around 2009 or 2010, and I started to get really interested in it. But then I saw the way that melee players and brawl players were treating each other, and e- even as a kid, I was like, "Okay, I'm not going near that. That's I'm I'm not I'm not prepared to deal with that. Not not over a video game." I backed out. A few years later, I find out about Project M. I'm like, "This really solves that issue for right. me." Right. They must have all come together. Yeah. There there must be some sort of intersection where things are less stupid and ugly where uh i can engage with it i I can finally kind of start indulging in this thing it's like fascinated me um Mm. and i started asking some other people who are in the melee and i found that it's actually not terribly uncommon for someone to get into smash um as a whole through project m and to me that it seems kind of strange because Project M has this presentation of being like a little bit more like niche or underground right now. And I mean, that's for a lot of reasons. But despite that, it seems that Project M has a reach that kind of goes in places that the other Smash games don't. Um, there, There's something about it that's drawing people in that the other Smash games are missing. And I, I just really want to know what... Uh, what insight Junebug has about uh, that mm. sort of phenomenon of Great question. people getting into Smash through PM as like their their first step? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I think in the history of PM, um, you know, 2014, 2015 era when PM was very popular on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were getting into it, and that included. Brawl players like like myself at that time because I because I started with with brawl and uh, we won't get into the the melee brawl community rivalry <laughs> because oh oh man we're, we're some teenagers rude to each other but um, yeah yeah but I I think it was mostly that and you know the internet being young and edgy um, so 
a lot of people were getting into to PM. We had like melee players, brawl players, and then everybody else who was like sort of. I, I don't know if sixty four players were play, playing it as much. Um, sure, but sort of like this this one common stomping ground, this one like common ground where like oh this has elements of the game I like. Uh, let's try it. And honestly, that PM is what got me into melee as well because me me and Rishi, uh, shout outs to Rishi. Um, we we'd play melee in college and uh, we'd play brawl. And uh, then he would be like, hey, I have this other game that is kind of like Brawl, but it's kind of like Melee. And <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would stomp Rashid in Brawl and he would stop being Melee because I, at that point, like I, I was really good in Brawl and he was really good at Melee. Uh, and so when we played PM, it would go about even. And it was like, oh, that's crazy. Like even like the Rishi has all this Melee movement, but I know these characters and and it was like cool because it definitely encouraged me to get a little more into like the the melee side of the engine and, and the mechanics and whatnot, and uh, also also the the unique brawl mechanics that that PM ported over like RAR and and Dacus and yeah, um, that that was glide really tossing, cool. glide tossing yeah glide tossing is very big for for my character Unity Kong yeah. specifically yeah you it's when you cancel a roll with a uh, toss with it with an item throw so like the input would be like r right stick like if you're glide tossing an item to the right and then moving to the right it'd be like i'm not mistaken uh glide tossing does exist in melee but in a very like muted capacity yeah like i i think Mm -hmm. it's like it's like one or two frames to throw it and you don't go nearly as far i think the only character that benefits from it is peach really Mm, yeah something like that yeah, I did. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think the the reach in combination with a lot of people playing it, um, like a lot of eyes being on it, definitely helped PM um, as as sort of a, a way for people to get into Smash. I think you know the way PM functions and uh, its engine, it does end up being slightly easier than than Melee. Um, which, mm-hmm. depending on who you talk to, will be a good or bad thing. It's like, yeah, ah, big discussion there. <laughs> big discussion, kind of related to whole controllers and, and whatnot that's going on right now. Uh, how <laughs> how hard should a game be? Um, uh, what what balance aspects does that change? Uh, but yeah, PPM definitely slightly easier than, than Melee in terms of, of technicality. So I think, mm-hmm. think anybody who wanted to get into Melee, but like, oh, this game's maybe a little too hard. They they start with PM and it's like oh yeah I can do the things I want to do and it doesn't take me as long. Um, I I think one thing that was super fun for me when I was competing in both PM and melee tournaments at the same time is if I my movement was really crispy in melee I'd go over to PM and my movement was so so good because I had to be a little tighter in melee to to get that movement. But moving from PM to melee that kind of sucks sometimes because my movement was slightly a little more. Uh, based based on PM stuff, and that I had to get tightened up for melee. What uh, were what were the concrete examples of, of that? By the way, I didn't realize it was such a difference. Um, I I don't want to spread misinformation, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure there's like a there's like a universal buffer that they couldn't remove from the brawl engine. Oh, that, I see. That's like a, a one frame buffer. But I'm, nah, I'm okay, okay. It's like I, character I, position is calculated one frame after it would be if it was melee. On on top of there being a bunch of small things like the Samus like super wave dash is a 
two frame window instead of a one frame window in melee. Which, oh, that's huge. Yeah, it's it's shocking how much like that one frame makes when you're only starting with one frame. But, well, two hundred percent. That's a, that's a two times. It's a two x. Yeah, so that's a great return on frames. Invest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so so just th- things like that can can definitely make it uh, slightly easier technically. Um, it had you know characters that everybody wanted to to see be good. Uh, shout outs to a video I put out today actually about uh, Mewtwo. Uh, I I did a video recently where I played Melee Mewtwo for like half a year just to try and figure out how that character functioned. And then I, I sort of compared them to PM Mewtwo. And uh, I think seeing a character that everybody just knows is objectively cool, Mewtwo, or, mm-hmm. or Roy, um, for example, and see them actually become good was, was pretty Royce. exciting. Um, because in Melee, sometimes you're limited to the, the, the sort of high-end top tiers when you're selecting a character you want to be competitive with. So somebody could go to PM and be like, hey, I want to be a Mario player. And Mario's good. I mean, I want to be a DDD player. DDD's not as good, but still <laughs> still competitive. I mean, most characters yeah. in PM are very, very strong. Um, so I, I think that could help people get into it too, because it's not so much like, oh, I, I need to like really optimize this certain character versus like I can kind of play who I want. There, there's sort of... A drawback to that too where like not the characters metas aren't as developed because there's not like sort of it's not sort of concentrated in in the same way that melees is there's also less players which also contributes you can't really uh not talk about the, that um but yeah the fact that you can go in play whoever you want and and just be in this this really crispy engine that melee and, and brawl gave us um uh, i think that that helps um yeah. yeah, that was a a lot of the people I talked to that that sounded like how it kind of went for them was uh, I I definitely met a lot of people who were like especially at that time they were like well I I want to play melee but uh, uh I really want to play this character and they're not good at melee like a lot of like I met like at least two or three like I don't know Nest players for example that said that to me yeah um and I've also talked to people I remember especially at the time. Um, but even this weekend, like I met Fatality and Fatality, we were talking about, uh, Smash and I'd never met Fatality before, but we were, um, chatting about how Fatality used to play Melee, in fact, back in the day, but he actually made the switch pretty early on to PM at the time. And then obviously went on to play Smash 4 Ultimate. Um, but for him, it felt like, you know, he wanted to be on the forefront of something, you know, new, right? Like, uh, cause at the time, you know, it was kind of this new thing and there were a lot of, uh, it was it was fresh and it was exciting because it was this very new game um, that was getting patches and so on and so forth. Whereas, you know, if you were nobody in Melee, it felt, and it still feels, I, I have to imagine, like, you know, like this, a taller ask because it's like, man, to catch up with everybody, you know, everyone's so good, what, what, what have you. Yeah. Um, and so for him, he wanted to be on the forefront of something new. So he kind of jumped, you know, made the jump to uh, to PM. And then, you know, as the, as the newer Smash games came out, he kind of kind of went to those games. Yeah. But I bet that was a lot of people. I bet that was a lot of people who were really like interested in PM because it was new and it was like, you know, fresh in that way in terms of the characters you could play and stuff. Developing a character's meta, I'm sure PP could speak to this as being a, a pioneer Falco, uh, is very, very satisfying. And mm. yeah, it's it's something that 
I, I think isn't as like it, it's prominent in different ways these days in melee. But uh, the when PM's competitive scene was sort of growing, uh, and and sort of a lot of people also had eyes on it. Uh, the character meta was just fresh and and everybody mm-hmm. could sort of innovate it and and contribute right. and that's that's really satisfying i still think it's being done now because uh in in project plus uh where people are sort of contributing to their characters metas and there's still uh a lot to be learned about the game that the, the tiers are sort of always being uh switched up as people learn oh this character is very good now um yeah. So that's, yeah, that's the Zero Suit Samus who's very good in, in uh, Project Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm fuzzy. You are. Should I, should I switch right. to the, the other one, Quid? Maybe if you wave your hand in front of your camera, it'll stop happening. Okay, yeah, I, I'll switch to, uh, the I think, the simple and clean setting. Whatever, whatever okay. It's not simple and clean by Daddy uh, That's That's fine. Unfortunate. That's fine. We had Sora on last week. It's only a reasonable reference to have this week. That's right. Um, uh, uh, dude, I, uh, I... what One more thought. I, I also think yeah, yeah. the PM community, they're like punk, punk F. They're just like so cool. They're like the very like counterculture based on, you know, the game and what PM's been through, right? Mm-hmm. So I I think a lot of people that when they, they start p- playing Smash, uh, if they don't get into like a social group that is welcoming or like they're playing with friends... It can be like very uh, isolating socially. So, so the fact that most PM people just really want people to play PM and P plus uh, might might help a lot of individuals get into it because mm-hmm. yeah, the, they're yeah, all homies. It, it kind of you know I I watched I didn't realize how bad uh, P plus had had it over the years. I forget which video I watched about it, but there was some documentary I watched on stream, and it it is. It made sense over time. I was like, oh, and I, I got towards the end of it. And I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of a bit of how the melee community, I think, used to feel about a lot of things. So I thought that was kind of neat, too. So there's that there's that, I think, very grassroots kind of feel to it, which I think is really cool. Um, and speaking of the community, I was kind of thinking about this while you guys were talking. And I was thinking about how, you know, for better, I mean, regardless of how truth true it is, there is some truth to um that's why people say it there is some truth to you know in the melee community there are melee elitists and and people that you know will will talk down on every other game and all that sort of thing and so you're not going to want to you might not be the person that wants to play melee if that's your perception of the community and but mm-hmm. if you pm you can have the melee game without the melee community so much and so i think that there and this is part of even Punk's story there too so i i could see that being something that could be interesting and and, and appealing for people as well yeah, for for sure. Um, I I will say there are a bit of elitists in, in every community. Sure, I don't want to yeah. throw anyone yeah. under the bus. <laughs> but, um, whoever you are that that's gatekeeping your community, uh, please please stop doing that. And it's let not people, helpful. <laughs> yes, uh, let people enjoy what they want. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, a lot of lot of good pros for uh PMP plus listed there. Um, and yeah, I think it's important to kind of realize that, you know, getting, however, I mean, in our case, getting people to melee is cool and however that happens is great. And, uh, in your case, I don't know if it's, if you, if you're wanting more people, I imagine you want a lot more people in P plus. So however they get there, whether they're disaffected melee players or whatever, however they get there is probably pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I like more people playing smash. 
for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. In general. Well, good question, Punk. Thanks for calling in. You got any shout outs for us on your way out today? Yeah, I mean, first, a shout out to Junebug's Mewtwo video. It's actually really good. I, I love playing. I, I watched it earlier. I love playing Mewtwo in Melee. And uh, over the past like month, I've started to try to learn uh, Project M Mewtwo. Because that character's sick, but it just eluded me to like try to figure out the extra mechanics. But it's been pretty rewarding. Um, mm. Shout out to HeartSwap TV, really holding it down on like the the like larger like tournament focus Project M content, mm. um, as well as melee content and uh, Nick All Star Brawl content as well. It's been been pretty good coming from them. That's um, actually yeah, that was the Wave Slime yeah, Invitational, right? Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. HeartSwap. Yeah, um, I made it out of my pool. At that very tournament. nice. Yeah, let's yeah. go, Tove. Thank you. Uh, and uh, it was difficult. I had to beat some good players. Yeah, nice. I, I'm right. just thinking about. I'm hijacking this. I'm hijacking. <laughs> yeah. this <channel. laughs> no, let's good. go, Let's go, Tove. I'm thinking about all those all those people seeing um, Thunder's Rain playing oh, like All Star Brawl. I'm so glad. Yes. I'm so yes. happy for him. And they're just like, how does how does he already have all this stuff down? And I I've been like sending like copy pastas like in chat of like Thomas has been hitting frame perfect shield grabs and getting conversions off cargo for half a decade. None of right. you were ready. Yeah. Um, but on um shout out uh, again to the Firepuff Twelve Discord. Plenty of wonderful people in there. The legend. Cool. All right, yeah. well, thank you so much, and uh, appreciate you calling in once again. Have a good rest of your day, gamer. You too. See ya. See ya. No. Look at that. Mewtwo's hella fun in Melee. I don't know if you guys have, have given him a chance, but definitely. I like how he moves. I, I like, like how he moves. With Nair. Hitting people with Nair is so yeah, cool. Just, just There's a fun one. Nair. PP, I think we played once in Unranked. Oh. You played, you played one of my alts. Well, I, I, I if you're that. if you're just PPMD on Unranked, I uh, am. But I, there's an imposter running around lately. You got to watch out. Y yeah, uh, there's it, always. It was like first stock was was even, and I'm like, oh man, yeah, no, PP's good. I I gotta like start actually using brain. And then uh, at some point, you realize Mewtwo couldn't deal with crouch cancel down tilt, and then uh, you started just doing space down tilts. And then uh, this was probably me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a three stock. Uh, hey, GG's. It's about the friends we made along the way, not the, yeah. not the three star. I yeah, mean, the, the, the real right. unranked is definitely the friends you made <laughs> yeah. along the way. But yeah, you two sure. struggles with, with uh, yeah. characters CCing him in Melee for sure. Yeah. yeah um, well, yeah, everyone can go check out Junebug's Mewtwo video. I'm sure I, it's a pretty cool time. I think I watched his Ganon one a while ago. Uh, oh, pretty cool. neat stuff. And yeah, uh, you. yeah you're very welcome. Um, but until then, Golden Gamers, let's bring in our next caller. We got That's right. Maxwell here. What's up? Where are you calling in from? What's your question for us? What's up, Maxwell? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm calling in from uh, Oregon. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Heck yes. Cool. Uh, so, so I actually just went to my first local ever, so I'm pretty excited about Ooh. that. Ooh. But then that just leads into my question. So, so now I'm trying to get you know a little bit better at the game, you know, not do super bad at a tournament. And I was kind of wondering, like, how helpful would a coach be for a uh, for a low-level player? Oh, man. I, dude, yeah. I've gone back and forth on this exact question more than once. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. Because 
for a while, okay, so, and I've talked about this with PB. So for a while, I was like, you know, honestly, for like low-level players, like if you're just getting into it, like honestly, you kind of don't really need a coach because like you probably just have so many things you can work on. I mean, you can just open up, you know what I mean? You can open up 20XX or Uncle Punch and just like practice something that you know you need to practice. And like, that's going to be a more valuable use of your time at, you know, if you haven't played very much, then anything anyone can really tell you, like you probably know a certain to a certain degree what kind of kind of what to work on but then you know i i i say i go back and forth in this because then i also talk to a lot of new players where i realize they have some pretty big misconceptions about pretty core things and people say these things where i'm like i'm like oh that doesn't sound right at all like or they'll or they'll be they'll really be conflating two things mm -hmm. um or they won't understand like you know um, I was coaching, I'm coaching a Falcon player and, and he's gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, in our first couple sessions, he didn't really understand the difference between uh, like, okay, off a of Falcon down throw. Like, he didn't really conceptually get that. Obviously, there are exceptions to this. There's the whole Gatsu stomp on reaction thing. But okay, ignoring all that fancy stuff. He didn't really get the whole thing about like, you're going to grab on reaction and you're going to mostly be doing your stomps and your knees more on a prediction. He didn't really understand that concept. So he was like, well, why, you know, why can't I, why can't I tech chase these, uh, you know, why am I, why, why, why am I getting so such a low return rate when I get a throw or something like that? Right. And so I kind of spelled that out for him and it's like, look, you can't really, again, granted, uh, Gatsu was really pushing that meta with the whole, I can, I can do a short up down around reaction thing, but ignoring that. Right. And so I do think that there actually is um, val there, or there can be a lot of value for uh, a new player who is actually trying to who's trying to get good as quickly as possible, and maybe doesn't know what to work on, or maybe isn't doing the the best job at like you know watching videos, like watching match videos, and like converting that or turning that into uh, ideas of things to practice. And so I guess the real question is for you, like you as a person or you as the listener, um, if you're not Maxwell and you're watching this and you're wondering if this pertains to you, I, I would, I would kind of ask myself, do I know what to practice? Do I feel like I'm just, do I feel like, do I feel like I, <laughs> I know kind of what's going on and I just have been lazy about practicing or I just haven't had enough time yet or I just haven't, or I'm too new and that's why I'm not getting as better as fast as I want to, or, or, or do you really feel like you're a little bit lost and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you want someone to kind of give you a roadmap? And if you're the latter, then I would say, uh, definitely get a coach. Uh, you know, if anything, it'll be, it, if anything, it can be really fun. Uh, even, even from the point of view of like, just getting to talk to talk to a top player about, you know, their, their thoughts on the game or something, you know, it can be a lot of fun anyway. Yeah, so it I, won't be a waste I, of time in that sense. I, I, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's if you know, do you do you feel lost or yeah, I don't know. Jumbo, what do you think? I know you're also pretty pretty big. Obviously, you've coached at every level of play. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have a preference for like high high level and uh I I've done a couple of of coaching like lower level players and I think I did run into that problem that you described Tof, where there was just so much that they needed to work on. And if they started addressing e even one of the things, like it could take them, you know, months, like 
uh, I, the, the Zane sort of method for getting good at any X thing in melee is just sort of do the thing over and over again. And uh, yeah, I think even just doing that for a low level players would be so helpful. It's like, I'm going to work on my out of shield movement like this, this month, this, this next two months, this, this half a year. Like, I'm going to just look at shields. I'm going to like, look at what people do out of shield. And that I think even just like, like being able to break down one aspect of the game and then working on it is a very valuable skill. However, some people don't have that. And if if a coach would help you identify like what those things are, I think it'd be helpful to have like a session and be like, hey, here are the, all these things that you could work on. Um, like you, you could work on them, but like continued sessions, um, I at least with my style of coaching, it's hard because I feel like I can kind of overwhelm um, lower level players with the amount of information that they would need to um, sort of sort of be successful. And and a lot of things in melee take time, you know, like but building the muscle memory needed to to be good at melee takes years and years and years. And uh, I I think. There, there's a lot of things that people can work on on their own, and so, but it, it's hard for me because as a coach, like I, even I, even from like a monetary perspective, it'd be like, yeah, I, of course I want you to book more <laughs> lessons than me, but like, will they be as valuable as you practicing X thing by yourself? Probably mm-hmm. not. Um, and so I, I can help with identifying them, and then once you get to a higher level, then then we can really start getting into the stuff I like to talk about. Seems fair. Um, man, I I feel like, you know, if, if most people are asking the question, right, it's one thing. If you're if a lot of people don't want one, they don't care. They they're going to do it their way and that's fine. And there's then like a lot of people say there's a lot of good resources out there. Um, and in fact, if you are thinking about it and you're like, well, maybe is it worth it? What would the process be like? There's there are people that have that put their coaching sessions out there for free. Drug Fox has put some of his sessions out there so you can see what that's like. Or, you know, other people. I've done a couple I've done a couple I've shown people as well. And it's just it's just you can you can look and see is that something I would want to want to pay for? Is that something I want to experience? But you know, I did you know, it's this question comes up and I immediately think of I think a session I did, I think it was yesterday actually. Someone said, Well, they, we're gonna today we're gonna do terms. I want to figure out what these terms mean because people say them and I don't know what they mean. What's a mix up? What's an option select? What's, you know, like all this stuff. And like when you start hearing all this, you're like, oh, wow, there must be like confusing information for people or it gets and they were saying, oh, it gets set on commentary, but they don't always fully explain it. So I don't really know what it means. Or maybe it's like this, but it's is it also like this? And so I have to say, yeah, or well, it's more complicated or whatever. And and that was just something we did. And I've never had one like that. But that's just an example of how there can be a lot of information. And yes, the answers are probably out there, but they're probably also hard to find. And if you don't have great connections, it can be hard to get them. But if you are in a Discord server where they're answering your questions or you're in a Twitch chat where you feel like you're getting pretty good answers or you're training with people and you're learning and you have a good improvement process, then yeah, you probably don't need a coach. But (laughs) if you're confused, if you want more answers and if you want some direction, then yeah, it would be helpful. I mean, that's pretty true at pretty much any level. So right. 
I don't think it, I don't think it matters so much. The only thing I tell people is if you can't do your tech skill, like pretty much at all, then yeah, maybe there's not a point. Cause what is the coach going to tell you? Like we, we don't Practice even know what you're skill. trying to do because <laughs> you can't move. So you got to yeah. move first. That's really the only time I think there is a real barrier, no matter how much you want it. You got to be able to move first. But beyond that, I think it's just, you know, your own, your own situation, your own desire. Do you, do you guys remember how much or like how many years it took you to do like the the entry like I'm, try, I'm trying to figure figure out the way to play this because coming from brawl it was very clear to me like oh I cannot <laughs> this game is hard to move in it took me I think at least a, a year or two to develop mm. like the the movement needed to to play the game mm. at the uh, like the tournament level um, and I also had Rishi which was on, honestly friends and like like groups like social groups and and discords people around your skill level or maybe even just like willing to explain it to your skill level super right. helpful right in, when learning the game a another method of motivation um if if you might not uh want to want to get a coach just like having people on the ladder close to you you know it's very motivating to try and get good at something with they with might explain person. it in a way that you know, is just directly applicable. Like you, like maybe a coach tries to explain, oh, well, it works because of this concept, but like someone around your level might say, oh, well, it works because it beats this. And you might, yeah. and that just might be the way it needs to be said and more helpful. And so sometimes, you know, <laughs> you can get a better answer that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, big, big proponent of all sort of exploring how you want to improve yourself because there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Does that help, Maxwell? Did that just make it more confusing? Have we made a badge sell for our coaching programs? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that was like super helpful. Um, I, I really like what Junebug was saying, kind of just like the one-off kind of coaching mm -hmm. session, you know, instead of doing like the reoccurring thing could be helpful, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that sounds, yeah, I mean, sounds great to me. So, yeah, thanks for answering my question. Yeah, no worries. Um, and yeah, Junebug, uh, do you want to do you want to plug where you do coaching or just this just the Junebug plug show? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the plug. PPP, you do coaching too, but I but do I, as I, well. I, I do I, as well. slash at Junebug. I think um, it is. If if you're looking to get some some high level P plus or or melee coaching. Um, but yeah, I I'm glad that was helpful, Maxwell. Yeah, uh, Maxwell, you got any shout outs for us today on your way out? Yeah, um, I guess just shout out to the whole, uh, you know, just like the shout out the the whole Oregon melee scene and you know like Fat Goku and stuff. Pretty birthplace cool. of uh, Plup, I hear the the world tour winner, local hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and 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 I just want to shout out. I, I guess this is a shout out, but like. Like if you're nervous about going to a local or something, um, I know I was super anxious about it, but I mean, at least at mine, everybody was super cool and stuff. So mm -hmm. I definitely suggest giving it a shot. Heck yeah. Yeah. Let them know. Do doing it and just having the awareness, that's that's half the battle right there. You're definitely. Getting, you're getting your journey started. That's exciting. All right. Yeah, thanks, if there's guys. anything if there's anything that's always applicable, especially Especially when you're just getting started out, it's like just like getting lots of hours in, you know, getting the playtime in. That's the number one thing. Get your rep. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you, Maxwell. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thanks. You too. See ya. All right. Looks like we've oh, got a character one. He played. Oh, yeah. We didn't get to that, but we maybe he'll be back. Yeah, yeah maybe he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully that sure. works out for him. <laughs> no pressure, though, Maxwell. Uh, yeah, we got at least one more caller. One more. And it is, I like turtles. Enjoy this uh, French accent you guys are about to experience. What's up, turtles? Hey, Pippi. What's up? I'm doing good. Uh, what's up, turtles? Oh. What's up, turtles? <laughs> what's your question for us today? Is this your first time calling in? Oh, no, it's uh, second, actually. Second. Oh, oh. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, well... Um, I don't, <laughs> I want to goon so bad. Uh, what's your, what's your question for us today, Turtles? I appreciate you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, same. Glad to hear you. So here it is. What do you guys think about button remapping on the current box controller discourse? Oh, good heavens. Yeah. Well, button remapping, in my opinion, is not particularly, uh, I don't think anyone's really... I don't think there's anyone that's really anti-button remapping, huh? Yeah, that, I feel like that's one of the lesser. It's, it's the swapping that's fine. I thought the remapping was the issue. Oh wait, define. So swapping, you would take, you would switch X and A, for yeah. example, and then right. uh, remapping, you would make, um, you would leave, you would leave X as itself, but then you could also turn A to X, for example. Oh, I think everyone thinks that. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, I think most people I've seen say you can only have one. You should only be able to have one button. You like you can't just have two buttons. Right. That that, that is what most people I've heard saying about it too is swapping okay, remapping not okay. That's all I've heard. But I. But then you know, one time I was talking about that in chat, and someone was said. Well, what problems does that cause? And I said, okay, look, man, I'm not a, I'm not a controller expert. So that was where I tapped out. <laughs> right, and, uh, right. I Which, you know, if everyone said it, there, there must be a problem, right? But I've, there you know, must I, be. I've, I've tried to stay out of the controller stuff. It's confusing. The thing you tweeted the other day, Toph, I wanted to comment and be like, yeah, I understand that. You were talking about the, uh, the capacitor or whatever in the goom wave you, you used a bunch oh, of oh lord decimal um, numbers and i was like yeah, yeah. man <laughs> of course ah uh, how'd you guys not know that dude <laughs> was, we, we, uh, we were talking at, at smash smash full tour I, I i don't know if I, I saw it on twitter or i was just making comments like you need a you need like a technical degree to yeah. understand the level of detail that that yeah with the controller stuff that's happening right now you you yeah. need some very uh very particular brain uh <laughs> Toph, Toph uh, kind of understands controller stuff though, which is amazing. Like, yeah, uh, I would it, say you're, you're you're the most knowledgeable person here on controllers, <laughs> probably probably by a good margin. Button remapping, I'm, I'm a little biased for because PM PM has that you can mm. sort of set your button. Can you set more than one button to the same button? Oh, I should say I should say more than one button to the same input. I don't know, but because I think chat. that's what PP is saying. That's what PP is saying would be the distinction. And that's let, where, if anything, the line would be drawn. Let, let me let me check real quick. I'll, I'll boot it okay. up. You guys can, can okay. talk about stuff. Well, regardless, um, I think... There the, is also the, the like box the, discourse. That yeah, like yeah. It seems like the most contentious topic right now is... Um, the most contentious... To I realize that it's probably confusing for a lot of people, especially the layman, uh, because there's... Um, there's people talking about goom waves a lot, and then there's people talking about... But, but, but they're, they're, these are actually two separate conversations that are just kind of happening at the same time. 
Uh, but I think what everyone's complaining about with the boxes, or not even complaining about, but like saying this is a concern, is like uh, uh, SDI, right? The one that everyone's saying, you know, oh, Tyler Swift doing the SDI stuff, and there was some interesting discussion today among Artie and uh, who else was talking about it? Leffen and somebody else, and they were kind of going... Talk, talking about like whoa Nintendo, and they were talking about uh, specifically what um, what should be done for the fact that you know first of all we need to standardize between the box and the frame one yeah uh, agree with but that. but second of all um, second of all we're not even it's not even clear if um, that would even go far enough for example the box already has some SDI nerfs you right. can't do the triple SDI stuff you get locked out but you know Tyler Swift. I mean, IBW is already complaining about Tyler Swift's SDI, and Tyler Swift doesn't even use a frame one, right? He uses a box, which is right. Nerfs, Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I don't actually, I actually don't know. I don't know what the answer even would be. I don't even, I don't even know, like, um, very specifically for the, um, the SDI nerf stuff, I, I don't have a ton of input myself, although I did have the good pleasure of talking to Pipsqueak about this topic at mm. Summit with a couple of us were there talking about it. Pip mm. does think that box... Um, Pip does think that box... Uh, what do you call it? Like nice. box SDI is... is or frame one, I should say frame one SDI is too strong, and Pip does think that like that's what that's what I thought too. Right, yeah. right. Like some version of like SDI nerfs to to prevent because the thing the problem right now to like spell it out for people if you're wondering what the what the actual issue is is you can do this input where you do down you you kind of roll your you drum your fingers and you do you're basically getting down for example say you want SDI to the right you get it's right then on a frame later you do right down and so you get a diagonal right and down right input so that's a second sdi input and then you can go from there uh to i think i forget what the input is to get it but you basically get right then right down on the next frame then right up yeah so then you're getting a triple sdi input um and the box forbids this the box prevents you from getting three sdi inputs the but with the box you can only get two oh. um and two is like, you know, you can kind of do that on a GameCube, right? You can do the quarter circle method. It's very similar, but it's obviously the thing that Leffen was adding that I think is a good point is that the reason it's tough on a GameCube controller is because like, you know, for example, Wizzy does crazy SDI in a controller. Right. But that he's got that to does swap kind his... of mess with all of this. Right. But Wizzy, for example, has to swap his grip to do it, right? So right. Wizzy, you'll notice when he does... The wank The wank yeah. You, you actually grip the controller... Um, you hold your left hand steady and you are rubbing the controller like this, like in a way that I'm trying to make sure I'm in frame. Yeah. So you're like, you're like holding the controller against your thumb and you're just kind of like, you know, uh, you have to switch your grip to do it. Essentially. You got to hold the controller a different way. And the thing about the box or box stock controllers in general, that Levin was saying is that like, um, actually I think it's already that brought this point up, but regardless, the point is that you don't need to like, like cognitively speaking, um, your fingers are already right there. You're just hitting the directional buttons that your fingers are already on top of. So you can go for these double SDI inputs on basically every hit. Uh, you don't need oh, to so like- it's time easier yourself. to react and do that. Than yes, to, yes, yeah, okay, yes. Um, and so, you know, with that in mind, I mean, that's where I'm kind of like, okay, look, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, 
I don't know that there is a solution for that because, yeah, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, like, there's no, I, you can't nerf that, right? You can't, there's no amount of software. I don't know. I don't know. That, I'm not to, even going to pretend that, I know if you could uh, right, do that or not. Right, and and so, right. I, there's no amount of software um, that will, you know, if your hands are over the buttons you need to press to DI, or your fingers, rather, then... I yeah, mean, there, I, 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 there's a discussion. Him, no, I mean you're making a good point. Do yeah. you do you then? And this is a scary question because I think what we want is we want the controllers to be balanced with their right. own yeah. strengths and weaknesses, perhaps, but with right. overall balanced. But then the question is, if we leave boxes more like they are, do we mm. buff GameCube controller SDI to make that relative? But, but we already have oh, Wizzy doing what he's doing, and so then right. like so it's it's hard, and so I I don't have a good answer to that, but. You know, I mean, it it's it's weird because Wizzy exists, and if he if he didn't SDI yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. this conversation would be a lot easier. Yeah. But yeah, because you can't can do, do that, that stuff. You can't do that stuff on a box, and you can't do. Um, for example, there's angles you can't do, right? Like mm -hmm. Nikki, the German uh, Fox player and and ICs player, got to shout out the ICs. Okay. Was saying that, like for example, Nikki was postulating that if IBDW switched, actually did make the switch to a box, he thinks. IBW would actually lose. He would start to miss a lot of the angles that he currently goes for. And he would start to miss, for example, I saw like Forrest, for example, the Marth player saying, um, really interesting thread. Uh, let me pull up Forrest's Twitter because I just want to, I think it's better if I just read it, if I read the tweet. Um, Forrest was saying, you know, there's pros and cons switching to boss ultra. Making it work for Marth has taken a lot of time. The default layout doesn't mesh well for him, in my opinion. I still doubt making the switch was actually even worth it majority of the time. I picked up the box specifically because I thought the built-in nerfs were enough to prevent banning it, too. I watched Mango and Zane abuse the hell out of Analog Drift, which obviously you can't do on a box. It's all or nothing. SDI and Wave Dash angles that are impossible to unbox, and I'm always so en envious. So, I mean, it is interesting because... I, I've, I've heard people I, make I, the switch and say it was way better too, or way better than totally. controller. So I, totally. I mean, but again, totally. not not everyone there is is forest level. So I I don't know. It's been it's been weird anecdotally even as well for me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I um, actually um, I talked to Ham Yojo because uh, she had switched from from GameCube controller to box, and uh, she she also plays Sheik, and she had like a a fun write up on. Um, the the box versus gamecube controller I, I think a lot of people talk about the stuff that's easier there's also stuff that's harder right and right it, so so it's like this weird discrepancy where like the I, I i've heard some people describe it as the the hard things are easier and the easier things are harder so like hmm. something like sdi which is like fundamentally important to the way the combo system works in right. melee and uh very very important to the high level something like that is easier but um wave dashes that that is one yeah, of the things yeah, that, that yeah, um, yeah. it's sort of weird on the on the um someone was saying Yoshi loses their kill confirm like uh down throw perf on, on DIOA you you got to do um I think it's down throw it might be up throw <laughs> whatever I'm not going to look it up I mix them up sometimes um you got to do perfect wave dash angle forward down smash and you can't do that on a on a on a digital controller which is kind of funny right yeah, just well, as an I, as an example, right? Uh, you can't. Uh, boxes don't have perfect wave dash. They just their their shallowest angle is not the perfect wave dash angle. So like huh. the notch the notch wave dash angle that you'll get on a notch GameCube controller is closer to the horizontal than the angle you get on boxes in frame ones. 
Do you um, think that for stuff like that, to make them more in parody, we just stop doing notch stuff? I mean, I feel like that could also be part of the discussion, although I'm not sure how much anyone wants to talk about it. Wait, wouldn't that make GameCube controllers worse? If you don't do notch stuff? I'm, if we, like, let's suppose we take away some SDI from boxes, then they'd be like, well, what about all these other things? And so I don't know. I'm just saying as part of, like, the treaty that we eventually sign or whatever right. to, get this <laughs> in, to get this going... There might there might have to be concessions on both sides, but there might I think you know we've been overdue for a big controller discussion since Notch right. Wednesday and since the first box yeah. came out. And so now I we have all this that. stuff that's gone really far, and now we have to we have to figure out is was was it worth it? That is a very good point, PP. There's a controller's arms race, and yeah. uh, it started a long time ago, but nobody really wanted to talk about it, and now we're we're essentially. It, we'd have to write a rule set on how what like yeah. a legal controller right. would look like in both the analog um, right. with I mean Goomwave stuff coming out and on all these different analog things and then the digital with like box and frame one just being um, different like the yeah. box just has things about it that are are worth like if if I'm a if I'm a rectangle player there's yeah. and and both the frame one and box are legal there's no um, there is no gameplay related reason that I could think of that I would play on the box versus the frame one. Cause the that's, frame what, one, that's what I've kind of yeah. assumed as well. Um, do you, I, I don't know if I'm, is, is, is my understanding correct there? Tof is like, uh, is the frame that's a better one? Tof question. That's a better Tof question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, if anything, I think that's part of the reason that I feel like it's a good idea to, um, Centered as the rule set is the bar the market is actually in a really weird the literally the right. controller market's in a really I mean, weird think place about right the now. Panda where, like, controller, it's gonna be you have no reason. The panda which controller is, is gonna be yeah. mass produced in like I think October or something, maybe a little earlier. Yep. The, yep. Not only does do we have to sort this out, but we've got a time limit. Like the like once that I mean we can make firmware updates and everything, but if they have to fundamentally alter their design because of something that we yeah. we legislate then that's that's something that's got to come out sooner than later so there's it's it's a big thing yeah. and yeah. i'm glad the discourse is happening more than anything but else and i cool want thing... it to be fair but man do i feel like th a lot of people are more trying to hold on to what they've got than try to you know understand every side and, and make this you know just fair and like at the end of the day I don't want insane SDI, but I also don't really want the box players to be screwed out of their experience either, especially if right. they just had to switch as a hand paint or something. That's not yeah. fair. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I, just, I want this to be fair. I'm not the most informed person. I've, I'll be one of the, I'll be the first to say it, but you know, I, 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 I just hope we really think really holistically about this. It's a really important decision. I, I think having some sort of centralized, um, like yeah. uh, agreements about controller would certainly help. However, has that worked out great for the Smash community in the past? Like a centralized structure, just like saying anything. The no. MBR <laughs> did did help uh, in the past. Melee Backroom did help when we were on Smashboards. Some people didn't like it, but the the tier list we made, people accepted as official, and a lot of the rule sets people thought were pretty good. Right, um, right, right. But that, then that's... you know, then blur. I know, then blurs thing. That's what everyone thinks of them. Yeah, yeah. The Twenty five and, and, and there, all that. There that have been help. centralized groups that have like made things shout outs to like the pmbr was doing a bunch of stuff and mm -hmm. you know like a, a group getting together to do the thing the problem is i think one of the things that that pp said is uh there are a lot of stakeholders that are sort of interested right in you don't want conflicts of interest 
Uh, yeah, and the, a lot of the stakeholders are interested in sort of upping the controller's arms race. So there's not really like an objective, like, mm-hmm. oh, we should do this with controller. It's like, well, you're right. also making hundreds and hundreds of dollars off of manufacturing this controller. Can we trust you to say that right. this is fair? And, oh, you just want it for hand health. You know, it's it's, right. it's hard because, yeah, it, it's going to take a some big organizational effort. And I think a lot of people just want to continue doing things the way they, that they are. Because, Man, yeah. a big part of why I don't get involved in this is because it just seems such a nasty discussion. Everyone just wants to, you know, keep like, you don't understand my thing. And, and I don't, you know, and, and you're just it, it's it seems just like a lot. And to you and then it also seems on top of that really complicated. Like, again, you know, like I was referencing Tove's tweet earlier, which is talking about stuff with the goom wave which is an ongoing situation i feel like we need we need like a news bulletin every time like a new code's developed or something so we can all get on board with whatever's happening but yeah i mean there there's just a lot happening with the controller discourse right now yeah. and not having a centralized place to to have that discussion like even if we even if there was a centralized place but maybe we could listen into the discussion maybe there was you know, the way the points had shaken out, like people had talked about things, if we could get some feedback on all of that, like just something, I, you know, something's got to be done. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's got to come. The coding thing, like, this is just my, I, I'm not as, as knowledgeable as controllers as, as somebody like Toe, for example, but the fact that the code isn't like open source kind of makes me feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, that's, that's, um, that's, that's one of the things that every, a lot of people have been saying is like, this should really be open source. The fact that it's, um, the fact that no, I mean, and, and the fact that Gumi has been basically radio silent for like a long, long time, um, on this, on this affair when he should be yeah. kind of the guy tie breaking these decisions. Um, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit strange. It's a little yeah. bit strange. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. I don't know. I'm, well, I'm hopeful. One of the reasons I'm hopeful with the panic controller is that it's got um, the whole like the whole thing with the goom wave that was kind of frustrating for some people is that you right now, at least Rien did put out a guide on like, here's how you can update the mm-hmm. firmware on your goom wave by yourself with this like $15 thing you can pick up on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, which is better um, then like, oh, you have to bring this sucker into a tournament and, you know, right. hope you can get somebody to take a look at your controller and do all this stuff. Uh, fortunately, the Panda controller, and I was very, very happy that this uh, was announced, was like, oh, you can just plug it in your computer via USB and run an update, which means that, fortunately, they don't have the same kind of pressure to get it right, right off the bat. Like, if there is some feature that's added that it, turns out we need to you know ban or something like that i don't know if it if it adds button remapping in a way that we deem to be too powerful or something they can always patch it out in, in, right. in, in firmware or vice versa right if it comes out that yo this this technique is uh legal and this is something that we actually can have then um they can just add you could just add it in you could just run you know run an update or have it plugged in your computer and just you'll just have it so um, I like that at least there, there's some semblance of like, uh, it's not like they have to get it right. It's like, do or, it's not, it doesn't feel as do or die in that sense, I suppose. Um, but yeah, with boxes and frame ones, I do think that at, at the very least we should get on the same page 
and for what it's worth, I do like that people are coming out and kind of giving their arguments. Um, because I've always sort of felt like, I've always sort of felt like, um, you know, half the people complaining about the SDI stuff don't even, I would say they probably don't even, or didn't even realize the differences between, for example, the box SDI and the frame one SDI, or they don't even realize that WYSI wank DI isn't possible on a box, right? They just want something to complain about. Um, and, uh, you know, if the way we need, as a community, if the way we have to reach the point where everyone knows a little bit about what's going on is that people who do have grievances say them and they say, hey, it's actually not all sunshine and rainbows with the box or it's not, you know, it actually turns out these are things that I would love to be able to do that I can't do. Like, if that's the way we get there, then I think that's, uh, so be it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Junebug, I think you had something you wanted to say uh, a little bit ago. Right. I, I tested uh, how button remapping works mm. in, in P+. And uh, you can't, I, I just went in and set every button to shield. And uh, it said you can't do that. You must you must select one button for, for oh. each. Oh, okay. right. So there you go. So, so you had, so you had swapping. Like... You had swapping, but not remapping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sw- swapping, I guess, but not remapping. Uh, but I could, I mean, I could select... Like in melee, for example, there's two jump buttons. I could have two attack buttons. I think in PM, uh, which oh. is yeah. I, I, that like, is that is different then. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's weird. Like you need a button for every. Um, you you need a discrete button for mm-hmm. all the options. So like, I, I taunt is a is an option in, in P plus and in melee. Oh, Nita. And so you could set your your Y button to uh, taunt and footstool, which some people do in in, in PM. Uh, but you still need all the, the taunt buttons. So most people just relegate that to their D pad because they're they're like mostly useless. Uh, but like I guess if you wanted to, and if you have to map everything to everything, you could make your taunt button L. Uh, but yeah, you you could select. I think two of a of a button um, that isn't shield. Like I guess shield and jump both have um, two buttons for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could yeah. So there's like a there's like a middle ground. It almost sounds like, but yeah. I guess that would lead into a little bit of the remapping that I think people have usually said is a problem. Again, it doesn't sound like it's crash your scene into the ground so maybe that's yeah. fine uh but yeah. maybe maybe there is an exploit there that no one's used i don't know man i i i just hear about it but man you know i feel like uh i feel like again this is just a really heated thing i think it really does speak to, if nothing else it speaks to how important it is to have a rule set committee i mean we're just seeing you know this is i think our first time in a long time where we've really had to have rule sets come out because i think our rule set's been really effective you know for a long time but now we're seeing mm-hmm. you know the community wanting some changes um even with things like frozen stadium which have been kind of building for a while especially as we come back to offline but um i think that the controllers i think are going to be what get us there because that's that's a time limit that's something that we've got to decide so i mean really important discussion i somehow i can't believe it but on radio melee we did not find the ultimate solution to controllers maybe next time we'll get there but uh very important thing going on and um really glad we got to talk about it it is a very important issue yeah i i mean if it was that easy you know we would have just had the solution out but yeah 
for what it's worth, I don't know. I'm, I'm half of me is like a lot of me is I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that like I would like to see more concrete evidence for why things are ban worthy before we actually ban them and vice versa. Yeah. I don't know. I like when the conversation heads towards the concrete and people are saying, okay, this is the problem. This is what, like, I don't like when it's hand wavy. Like you said, PP. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, this button, button remap. Let's take, take button remapping. Oh, this is a problem because, and then no one seems to be able to tell me why it's a problem. They're just like, well, your Z this is button nothing we've could had be before. B. Yeah, Your I always, I always be, and I'm like, okay, like, you can get easier multi shines, but like that doesn't really matter. But I, that's yeah. the example I often hear, and like that's kind of bad, I guess. That's not you still great. At the time. It's all right. Yeah, sure. It's like so. It's still it'd still be hard. It just it would be easier if you did remapping, but it's not. I, it's yeah. not like the end of the world. But it would probably. I guess it would be better if we didn't do that. But it's not like I don't yeah. care that much if we did do it because it's not like that's super strong as an option. So. I don't know. It's not maybe that's not the best reasoning for it. Maybe there's something philosophical about it I'm missing as well. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an important discussion. And I, I you know, if this comes up again, I hope that we are farther along at this point because right. it, it's a good one. But uh, thank you, Turtles, for calling in. Great question. Um, it's late over there in France. I hope you get some sleep tonight. Yeah, don't worry. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you, man. You oh, got, yeah. Thank you for calling in. You got any shout-outs for us today on your way out? Oh, yeah. Shout-outs to all the U players who performed at uh, last Samita Smash World Tour, especially. Mm-hmm. And shout-outs to Ice, especially, who is my uh, meta coach. Oh, very oh nice. Nice. Ice. nice. Let's go. He's yeah, on, nice. uh, is he doing Medify? He's on uh, Cons Academy. Oh, Coach Academy. Nice. Coach That's Academy. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. We love coaches around here. We've always said it. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we love coaches. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you got your Medify? Yeah. He's working on it. Working on it. He's in there. He's in there. Um, <laughs> all right, Turtles. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a good rest of your night, gamer. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Yeah. Um, controller stuff is going to be. Um, sort of sort of difficult to to find yeah Yeah. Um, it's i don't know it's it's gonna be an ongoing thing for a little while yeah i i Um, do i do like the i i I, shout out to the 10 dude because i mean yeah he started that conversation with the goom wave and and hats off to him for that yeah i i saw his tweets today talking about um you know uh sdi what did he say today the sdi thing right and and kind of talking about what um what really is the issue? What really is the, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nintendo's been looking into it a lot and he's the yeah. guy that's kind of been championing this latest rule set. It makes a smart document. So, so having him, uh, that and was the, also very knowledgeable on rule sets. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was when nice. He's on it. It was nice to have him at summit because we got a lot of really good discussion between him mm-hmm. and me and zoo and blur was there too. And pipsqueak <laughs> and those guys love when um, blurs there. Love when blurs there. So I think we made some good progress, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure if like if the real issue is like if if the real end of the day issue is that your fingers are better positioned to hit the directions you need to hit. You know, at, at a certain point, maybe maybe that's maybe you just have to live with that. I have no idea. Like if. Yeah, if your hands are on the buttons and the buttons are what you used to do the directions, then 
<laughs> if that's the issue that at the end of the day we're saying is the problem, then uh, at a certain point, I don't know. I always feel like, look, maybe maybe just adapt, overcome, <laughs> improve, adapt, overcome. I've, I have no idea, or just or just make the switch if you think it's that overpowered. But I mean, I do believe the people I'm seeing on my timeline, like Forrest, um, who are saying, look, it's not all, it's not all positives. Right. There are certain and, things you're gonna miss. And this is all like all of the evolution of controllers has arisen because the GameCube controller was arbitrarily bad. Like it is not good True. for playing melee. So we need something. But mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. what what yeah, we've got a lot of good answers now. We just gotta make them work for us instead of against us, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But Hey, we've we've gone for quite a while. We've talked about controllers for I think half an hour now. Oh my so god! <laughs> we are going to we are going to hard switch here at the end. Um, and instead of throwing a regular question to you, Jumbo, we want to be respectful of your time, the listeners' time, everyone's time here. We're going to say, uh, what do you want to ask the people out there for the community voice for the YouTube comments? Give them something to respond to. Give us something to talk about when we come back from the break. So, what do you have for the people out there, Jumbo? Yeah, um, I was talking about this a bit before the show. I, th I think I'll go with it. Um, if there was one PM, P-plus character that you could port from PM, uh, who would you, into Melee, who would mm. you port and why? And, you know, some of the justifications I'd, I would look for is, like, who do you think would be the best in the meta? Who, like, like somebody like Roy, for example, is very similar to, to Marth and can do very well or fast, for his fast fallers. Uh, might not change up the meta as much as you know adding um, DDD or or Squirtle. Uh, no, no, no shade to those characters. Just saying they they play slightly slightly different. Uh, or or is it a character you like? You know, my, I might just pick Diddy Kong because I like Diddy Kong. Mm -hmm. uh, what what character do you think you would like to see in in melee and why uh, from PM? I want to see Waluigi. Put him in the game. Oh, I'm tired God. of, I'm tired of these games. Waluigi. I need my mans in the game. I need to hear him whying around. You actually yeah. like Waluigi? Part of the reason I like Waluigi is other people hate him, and I live. I, I live him. with that comfortably. I, I, Do you I know? Was, yes. Do you? I, I, I yes. was a middle child. Well, I, I, I played him. Waluigi all the time <laughs> in Mario. I think Waluigi sucks. <laughs> I think he's. What is he? Why we already have, you know what I mean? Like what what is the whole point? Let's be floatier than the other guys too. Everyone's Mario and we got Luigi and they're they've got a dichotomy. Yeah. And then you got Mario and Wario. Do we really need to invert the subversion or subversion? That doesn't make any sense to me. That's too much. I'll say that too while I'm here, just being controversial. Waluigi is very popular. Hang on, Google fights can answer this. He's Google the powers. What, what is not Google? Not fights. Google flights. Google fights. Hang on, a minute. I'm, I'm, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. You know that thing where it it tells you which is more popular between. Well, it's only in searches, right? I don't know if Waluigi gets searched more, but he's that'll way answer. More that's gonna answer. That's okay. That's that's all we need. Okay, here we go. Um, hang on. No, that's the wrong website. Yeah, Keep I'm sorry I derailed your the... very interesting question, Junebug. But <laughs> no, I, anytime <laughs> I can bring up Waluigi on this show, I've decided to do it. Well, it's never Waluigi's ended poorly. A, he's a national treasure. Yes, I, he is. Be and PP your team, Waluigi. Hey, let's Focus. go. That's all I need. <laughs> I think the, I, the first time we talked about it, I think was with Cody, and Cody hated Waluigi too. So, oh my god, that was that was a Cody's... tough episode. That was a tough episode. But now this episode, hey, pretty good. We love Waluigi. Yeah, we love Waluigi here. <laughs> okay, so keyword good. one: Wario. Uh -huh. Keyword two, Waluigi. This is going to answer all of our questions. Fight. Please. Fight. Wario, Waluigi. Hang on a minute. 
Okay, okay. He's tabulating. I, this is well, it not says zero for both. The website might okay. be broken. Okay, perfect. Yeah, uh, website unknown. might be broken, in which neither case, uh, you know, neither. Okay. Yeah, no one cares at <laughs> all. Nobody about knows what those are. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> really unfortunate. Well, we're gonna we're gonna bring in uh, the you know the niche character from the game several years ago, Mario Tennis Waluigi, that you guys have never heard of, and mm. he's gonna be great. You'll love him. Is he really You'll make only in Mario mean. Tennis. He start. He came in Mario Tennis. Uh, that was when he first debuted. Okay. Okay. Watch the Did You Know Gaming on that one. But anyway, uh, what character would you guys want in uh, in Melee that come from P plus? From and PM. That's, that's from the P actual plus. question that I am done derailing, and it is a good question. So I hope you guys. I'll give my cool. answer. I'll give my answer next week. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tune in just just to hear you. Guys and you can give you know you can give like two or three characters if you if you if you can't mm. can't decide between just if you can't decide just one you could always give two or three. I'll say mine because I'm no not going to no be foul. here next week. Uh, mine mm -hmm. yeah, would right. probably be Roy Wolf and Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong's obvious because mm. I, I play Diddy Kong, but I also think he'd be pretty unique in the meta. Wait, wait, wait. Can I add a, can I add a, a how do I say, like a little, what do they call it? Like an addendum caveat? to your question? Mm -hmm. Not a caveat, an addendum, a corollary, mm -hmm. if you will. And mm -hmm. I want to hear the answer from Junebug too. Sure, sure, sure. I also want to hear which one character would you absolutely not want from me? <laughs> uh, and do you have one of those, Junebug? I'm sure you do. Do, but it's the character I personally just don't want to fight against. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Donkey Kong. I don't want yeah, to fight no, against perfect. <laughs> perfect, yeah. Me and Zane had to do one time. Me and Zane had to do, if you delete one character from Melee, which, which one would it be and why? We talked about it for a while. And we yeah. did eventually settle on Donkey Kong. Wait, you um, deleted Donkey Kong from Melee? We deleted Donkey Kong from Melee, um, yeah. And part of, I mean, there was a lot of reasoning going into it. Uh, there's a little bit of that smugness that Donkey Kong mains have. This is a controversial. Um, and also, episode. I think both me and Zane wanted to piss off Rishi. <laughs> so, all right, never mind. That's a good reason. Right, I, yeah. As a Waluigi fan, I can understand. Yeah. Very uncontroversial. <laughs> Very uncontroversial. Oh man. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll delete Do Donkey Kong from Melee just to piss off Rishi. Yeah. Man, this is a coalition <laughs> right here. We get Perfect. all those Falco shines out of the game. Great. Yeah, he yeah. has like four. That's Come so on. many. That's, That's too many at one time. Oh my god! Um, Shout out to Rishi's content, also very yeah. fire. Yeah, mm -hmm. go Rishi. Um, all right. Well, on that note, um, the strangest radio melee I think we've done yet. But that's gonna do it for us for the year. Um, we will be back probably in a couple of weeks. So stick around, Golden Gamers. Thank you so much, Junebug, for joining us today. Uh, great yeah. insight. You know, a lot Thanks of laughs. For having me. Great to have you, man. Tove, it's been fun doing this another season with you, man. A lot of good insight, a lot of good energy. A lot oh, yeah. of laughs. Thank you, dude. And uh, thank you guys out there for watching. This is another episode of Radio Melee. Signing out.